0: I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and together we're diving into how we navigate our business and personal relationships. Yes, Mm. I'm
1: so excited for this episode. I think, you know, it's the relationships with the people around us, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, it's are so fascinating and they often I think bring us they often are the reason why you know they link to our happiness so much and so I think I'm fascinated to dive into your relationship with Matt who's your your husband and then also with the girls here at work and also in your friendships so firstly I guess what are the most important relationships in your life
0: oh um look I I do think from a fam like from a Husband, kid's perspective, my thought process, and same with my husband is that you know we always put each other first because we feel that that then flows on to the kids. Um, that's not to say if they're sick, I put my heart like you know. Relatively, we we make the time for our relationship because we feel that if that's nurtured, it's going to last and it's going to be one that our children can to aspire, aspire to have and and see that is possible. Um, so my husband, my children, of course, and you know my immediate family I'm very close with, in particular my my sisters, and of course the team here are, are like an extended family. And I mean, when you work somewhere especially full time i mean you want to actually like those people because quite often you spend more time with them than you actually do your own family and i and i think there's probably going to be an increase in in breakups with the, the amount of people that are working from home mm-hmm. now because you you realize maybe we just don't have our shit together or we're not actually cohesive in our way we we think and what we expect so um for me it's about yeah being able to Appreciate differences, but also you know enjoy being around these people, so yeah, it's I have some really good solid friends, and luckily uh, they they work here at the office as well, and a couple that don't um, but for me, you know that's the immediate is the husband, the children, family, um, and of course the, the work the work colleagues, the mm. team members. <laughs> we
1: love the team members, mm.
0: yeah, really interesting,
1: I think. What I find fascinating about, I think women in particular, is that often we can go either way. It can be we need to be surrounded by so many people and we need to feel, oh, really it's just people, we need mm. to feel very secure in who we're surrounded by uh, and feel that love. Or it could be that we are just a bit more of a lone wolf and we just kind of go our way and we don't really, perhaps we crave that affection through or that you know, that love through our work or through mm. something different. Yes. So, you yeah. know, what would you say? Were you ever kind of the lone wolf, you know,
0: were you that persona or were you more you were always there to lean on people and you really needed people around? I was definitely a lone wolf. I w- I've always been someone who prefers quality over quantity and if anything I'm probably a bit, pr- definitely when I was a teenager, protective of the one or two friends that I had. I just didn't like sharing my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just wasn't. I, for me to open up to someone, I need to feel really close and trustworthy. And I just feel like how how trustworthy can it be when it's diluted so much? Like I don't know. Like I, for me, I feel like there's strength in relationships when when there's fewer and that bond is is closer. So I was definitely not a big group person um, through school, and so much so that I guess you know, I, 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 even now the friendships I have, they know each other through me, but definitely I've accumulated them in different ways. Um, and I'm someone who gives all, if I feel that I can't be completely transparent with someone, then I can't be friends with them. It's just the way it is. Like, it's not, you know, I mean, you have your acquaintances that you can have a, a, a light chat with when you See them out through other friends, and that's that's cool. But for me, I I can't commit time to acquaintances. Like I have to quit uh, commit my time to genuine, deep and me. I'm a deep and meaningful, not a surface person. Is probably the way I would explain it. Hmm. If if you can't all tell, yeah, you know. it's yeah, <laughs> no, like yes. it's it's a warts and all thing for me, and so I, I just value. Yeah, I value that that quality over the over the quantity for me. Um and look, I guess as you get older, you know, or when I was younger rather, there were times where I I would fall in and out of relationships and you do sort of start that self-doubt of, oh, you know, hmm, okay, well I thought I was friends with these guys and now they're not including me in this stuff anymore or or something's been said, or uh, you're the know, butt of some bullying, or there's always those things, and and it's it's upsetting because you think, oh, I actually thought these or this person was a friend, and they're not. And look, I've definitely been hurt with friendships over the years. Um, some that have that have been able to to be rekindled, I suppose you would say, and then others that that have definitely not, because I'm very black and white. There's certain. Lines when you cross, that's I'm I'm done, Um, and trust and and anything that is is a lying or nasty, it's just an I just I can accept the apology, but the friendship's just gone. So yeah, there's been things I've had to let go over the years, um, and I probably wondered if it was my fault for a long time, and 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 the same with probably relationships as well. because, you know, you can only handle so much work before you do start to think, oh, am I doing something wrong here? Uh, but then I realised that now that I'm at the point I'm at and I've got the people that I have around me, that no, there was never anything wrong with me. It was just, obviously, that just wasn't going to work, that particular friendship because of X, Y, Z, or that relationship wasn't going to work because of whatever. Um, and I've got some amazing people around me. And, you know, that's happened for me, more later in life and definitely through my 20s, I was probably fumbling my way through friendships and, and trying to find who I was going to have, you know, that connection with from from friends and from relationships and from a work point of view. Like I just felt quite lost, lost probably in my 20s, a lot of self-doubt around who am I, you know why am why am I not connecting with people? And then when I think I am, I'm not, and and I just constantly felt let down and and a bit lonely, probably. Um, But I never stopped myself from going out and constantly trying to uh, meet people. There was times where I'd go to the movies on my own. I'm I, 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 sadly I even went to some bars on my own sometimes. Yes. Because I was like, "Well, what are you going to do? Sit at home? Like, (laughs) honestly, um, you know, done that? Yeah, like what? Just you just have to like, and and how amazing that you can put yourself out there and do that, and um, and that's okay to to be a bit lonely because it forces you to start to to have that those internal conversations with yourself. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So. Don't worry so much if you, if you don't have those solid relationships. Lots of people don't. I think more people are probably feeling lonely than connected. And, again, maybe that could be the issue with the communication now. You, you're seeing that surface-level communication not that deep and meaningful because you're worried that if someone sees your warts, they're not going to like you anymore. And that's a shame because quite often they probably share the same uh, issues. So don't give up. You, you will find your person or your people but it just may take that evolution of experience and different ways that you have put yourself out there, whether it's through work, whether you you go along to something you've been invited to, you don't know anyone, that's fine, bloody go. You might find, you know, the person of your dreams there, (laughs) female, male, friend, partner, whatever. Like, (laughs) I just think keep putting yourself out there because you will find your people eventually.
1: I love that. And I think So many of it, so much of it, I feel, is also connected to kind of your own confidence and self-worth. And I think for you, I love that you've kind of said, you know, for you it's that it's those few people but they mean a lot and you Mm. invest a lot. And I think also your ability to go, I'm going to take myself to the movies by myself or I'm going to go on that trip with just me or whatever it was, you know, back Mm. in the day for you. I think that also speaks to almost – you strength, your strength to do that. Mm. You know, I think it's almost a facade that, that can be, you know, when you've got all the 50s friends and, and all yes. the parties and whatnot. So I guess what advice would you give to the women out there listening around kind of getting comfortable and being okay with having your tight or, you know, if you haven't found them yet, having yourself and mm. then, you know,
0: seeking those tight close friendships or relationships. You, you just have to force yourself to. To do things that you're not comfortable with, I mean I took myself on a cruise by myself, yes. and I wanted to vomit. <laughs> but the day I had to get off the cruise, I was in tears because I didn't want to leave the <laughs> time of my life, and yeah. I didn't know anyone on there. Um, and the same, I, I went over I went over to America and I went overseas for a few months on my own. Um, and it wasn't comfortable you know, some some of the best things that you'll ever do are uncomfortable. And I think it's getting used to sitting in that discomfort and allowing yourself to get better at that, that you only get better at things by doing them. It doesn't mean it has to feel good for it to be right. Uh, so it is pushing, you know, your comfort level and some people, it's just it's just too much. They can't. But then just find little things that you can do. You know, maybe go to the movies on your own because it's not so obvious. You know, <laughs> yeah. maybe going to bars a bit too too much for you to start with. But go to the movies. Um, look at. I mean, at least now you've got those social media meetup groups. You know, go to a bloody meetup group with someone join a walking group you know it's not corny you'll meet someone somewhere um, the amount of things like that that I did just to try and find someone as a friend um, you know I, I just did to, went to heaps of stuff and and it's okay it doesn't mean you're a bloody loser we're all all of us have <laughs> gone through this at some point or another and and felt lonely and you deserve not to feel lonely. Whether or not you're comfortable in yourself, you don't. Maybe you're like your own company, which I do now. Oh, I love my own company. Um, there's nothing. You don't have to have friends and relationships if you're comfortable without it. That's fine. But I think for most people, that loneliness is not a nice feeling. And so, just put yourself there. Do as much as you can to try and meet people. You do not uh, have to have five friends to be likable you could have bloody one good one and you know what it could be your mum yes honestly like my mum and my sisters i've got the best friendship with uh and of course my husband but you know i look at it now and especially now that we're all a bit older and we're not going out to nightclubs and all of that hoo-ha. God, I would never wish that on anyone. Sorry for <laughs> those of you that are going through that stage of life. It does get better. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my sisters, uh, uh, you know, like I just love hanging out with them, you know. Um, one of them works with me, so Sarah see her every day. Uh, but, you know, and my mum, and I think not everybody has those great family connections too, I get that, but it's okay if it is them. Like that's fine. Or it could be a cousin. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be an actual person friendship group that you've met at school.
1: So true. So I guess when we're seeking out these, you know, relationships, these genuine relationships, what are the kinds of things we should be looking for? And I guess also, you know, what are, the, what are some of your red flags and kind of deal breakers when it comes to
0: kind of deciding if that person's worth your time and energy? Oh, probably one <laughs> of the biggest ones is people who genuinely listen. Not with a glazed look over their face. Uh, Someone who's genuinely listening and interested, they ask questions. uh, And someone who is trustworthy and shows empathy. I can't handle it when you're talking about something and it's of concern to you, but it's brushed off. Oh, don't worry about it. They're just blah, blah, blah. It's like, hang on a minute. I'm actually talking to you and I'm actually, uh, opening myself up to you, but you're brushing this off. Like that's, I I, know. So for me, it's, yeah, having empathy for how I might be feeling or a situation that I'm in. Cause for me to divulge some of those things, it's not always easy. And so if I have, you're like worthy to me of that. So don't then just dismiss it. So there's definitely that, that trustworthiness. And to me, that's things like, you know, people who Will go out to battle for you, um, and defend you no matter what. So if I was in a, a group and someone said something disrespectful, that they would say, "That's hang on a minute, this is not right about her," or you know, not just to appease the situation. Um, so genuine trustworthiness and who can just be there and listen and and just be a good bloody person. Like I don't know, it's not that hard to just treat someone how you would like to be treated yourself.
1: Couldn't agree more. It's so well said. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into your relationship with Matt. So I'm personally, and we talked about this earlier, but I'm personally so intrigued by your relationship. You know, I think the fact that you're you know, so wildly successful and you've got this amazing brand and you're doing the thing that resonates with you the most and and yet you've you've found someone that doesn't find that super intimidating and isn't kind of running the other way going, oh, my goodness, but is someone that genuinely just cares and is just genuinely there. I think it's so rare and so I kind Mm. of want to unpack your relationship with Matt. I guess firstly, could you tell us about kind of those early days, how Mm. that kind of panned out? And then I want to dive into kind of
0: how you guys deal with conflict. So first of all, I can't clone him. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Damn it. He's (laughs) mine. Look, I I think maybe we're a little unique in that we've found each other and we are good friends. So I think that that's first and foremost. Um, And Matthew and I both met at a a gym, Uh, so obviously we met in a – in a place where we both obviously had a similar passion, I guess you would say. Uh, And I think we met at a good age. We're both 26 where we dated enough people that when we met each other, we just knew it was right. So there was none of this, oh, I'm going to wait three days before I message you and that nonsense of, oh God, I just, there was just no nonsense right from the, the get go. Um, Our personalities are very different. Matthew is uh, a very calm person, um, very even, and I am definitely (laughs) not. So... (laughs) Uh, I think Matthew finds me interesting and intriguing, and uh, I think he spends a lot of his days just smirking and, and shaking his head at me. Uh, and he definitely calms calms me down. So we 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 balance each other out. So I do think that there's elements of uh, you know those scientific things that you could probably look at from a personality point of view why our relationship works as well as it does, but. I, again, am someone, as is he, where we communicate and I understand that not everybody is great at that, but I do not like trying to figure out what someone's feeling. If you're in a shitty, moody mood or you're upset, I can't help you if you're just going to be putting the moods on. I need to know. And it's respectful for me to know so that I can help you. Uh and so for me and Matthew, we've always been very good at communicating. And and if I've snapped at him because I don't know, I'm premenstrual or I've just been a rightful cow that day or whatever. Um, you know, I'll say, look, Matt, I'm I am so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I know I snapped at you, but I've just this and this and this and this. And then it it'd be done. None of this going to bed at night angry at each other, Um, if I feel that he didn't deal with something or I've misunderstood something, you know, I'll just say to him, look, you know how you said that, that really made me feel this way. As much as it might make me feel a bit, you know, vulnerable, I just felt that the relationship was and is always worth having and I value him in my life so much that I don't want that to ever wane So that it is my responsibility as it is his to constantly keep that communication open about maybe how if we've offended each other or upset each other um, and just be constantly supporting each other. Like I, I, as he doesn't, we don't speak down about each other generally because there's nothing bad to say about Matt or, I mean, apart from the fact he procrastinates, (laughs) but he knows that I hate his procrastinating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Sorry, but we know yeah. you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm a nutbag, so like you know, whatever. So you know, but it's um, there's qualities obviously that irk each each other about it ourselves, but um, but we see the humour in it, and we just maintain a friendship. We respect each other so much that we, you know, we don't speak ill of each other around other people. One because we just don't need to, and we don't feel. We, we just don't feel that way. It's it's a, a huge amount of respect. We put each other first. Um, so, you know, yes, we we have both work hard and it's not about, okay, well, you going off to the pub with your mates every night and leaving me with the kids and vice versa. It's, it's truly having respect. Like, uh, in all honesty, in the uh, 15 years, I think, Matt, <laughs> oh, we've been together. Um, we've never had a fight. And I'm not saying that's not I'm not saying that that's good or bad, okay, but we have never needed to and nothing has escalated to the level of us raising our voices at each other Um, and I truly put that down to us communicating all the time Even if I wake up and I feel crappy, I will say, Matt, I just don't, oh, look, just maybe stay away from me a bit today. I'm not really very talkative or I just put it out there rather than him trying to to guess and the same with him and towards me. So I think it's that communication, that utmost respect, you know, he's always put me first, um, you know, and my needs first and and as I do him. Like it's just to each other as, as corny and as probably gross as it sounds, we just put each other first and and are constantly conscious of each other's happiness and, um, yeah, like it's, I I don't know, I sort of feel like it's it's effortless for us the way that we are and there's definitely no feeling for him that, oh, okay, she's doing this and, you know, it's just we're just respectful and, and each other is just as valuable as the other. So, you know, there's been times where my pr- primary role was looking after the kids and he was working his bum off. Um and, you know, the the roles are reversed now. He he looks picks up and does all the drop-offs and things and um, I call him my drifter. He works at a dawn, but he's sort of in and out and doing stuff for us and for the family and and I'm the the one that does most of the the work um in a business. Mm. But, you know, but he 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 does all the cooking now. We're I don't know, 10 years ago, I did. So it's all balanced. It's all fair. It's all relative. We appreciate each other for what our roles are at that time. I don't think whatever he's doing or what I'm doing is demeaning or any less worth what the other, it's just, it's fairness. Collectively, all of these things need to be done and they're all just as important as each other for us to have that happy life that we want to have with our, with our children. Um, and I think that's why we work so well together too. Um, there's just a lot of respect for each other. There's respect for our indifference as well. Um, you know, I can, I know how he's going to think about something and, and I know when he's not going to like something. Um, and I respect that. That doesn't mean I bow down to it be rolling his eyes listening to this because he knows I won't um but 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 I'm also respectful of of that and um and and as is he with me so you know it for us it works it works well but uh I do take time out on a Friday now to work from home slash not work if I can Um, and that's the day that we try and spend together although lately that's not really been working out, but we are lucky that we're in a position that he works with me, that we can do that. I get that that's not going to be the case for everybody, but I do recommend that even if you have a date night, once a fortnight or once a month, um, where you have a babysitter, so you can go out for a couple of hours and talk about something else. Um, or if you feel that you're lacking the communication, go to the movies. So at least you can just touch each other and hold hands or something to build that, um, relationship back up to a place where you can communicate because I think sometimes you can drift a little bit um, and if all you've been talking about is kids and careers um, and then all of a sudden you're trying to make time for each other, there may be that, well, oh, what do we talk about? So maybe ease into it so it's not such a shock, you know, uh, rejuvenate the relationship in in ways that are easy. So I do make a commitment to Matt and I, um, you know, even if it's just sitting outside and having a gin and tonic outside away from the kids, um, you know, on the weekend or uh, laying in bed for a bit longer and just chatting there. Um, You know, it's just, it's making that commitment to that person and giving them your time. Um, And I'm always conscious of, you know, at nighttime either holding his hand or, you know, it's just that touch, isn't it, as well. Like I always good morning, give him a kiss, always a hug. Um, Yeah, sometimes I'm in a rush and it could be easy not to bother, but we always do that um and i think they're important to make those make those rituals in your relationship how do we build
1: true respect or foster that in a relationship
0: well i think you have to value what that person stands for and you know this is such a tough tough one because i do think that there's probably a lot of people that um were once in good relationships that maybe aren't anymore um uh, in great relationships and always will be. Uh, I think there's people who've probably got into relationships because they don't want to be alone and maybe there'll never be respect there. Um, so this is a really tough one because I think that, you know, fostering respect should just be something that you are able to give to someone that you love and care for, but whether that's reciprocated is going to be another story because that's not your responsibility Uh to force someone to respect you but it is definitely your responsibility whether you take it or not um so without offering relationship advice because it's definitely not my uh, my expertise I think that that should just come naturally when you care so much about some someone that to think of them being hurt or upset is so horrible to you to you that you would do anything to make sure that they're never, hurt, harmed, upset or angry at you, respect is just natural, I would think, in that circumstance. And if you can't, if you're actually finding that you're not respectful of someone, are you doing it because you're trying to push them away? Have you had bad experiences before? If it's you that's doing it, you know, look at, why you're doing it? Is it because you, you need to feel, I don't know, dominant? Like maybe you need to feel like you're in control. Like maybe there's some things you need to work on. Maybe you do truly love the person you're with, but you've got some issues you need to deal with. You need to work on those because, you know, when you truly love someone, you you respect them and, and it, it it is effortless. Just so interesting. I'm taking it all in. and I think
1: It's just, I think it's just so amazing how you guys have been able to go through some really tough times. Mm. You know, I think even if we bring it back to, you know, obviously now a very comfortable position and you earned it and all of that and whatnot, but I think even if we bring it back to, you know, the time when you were experiencing that deep depression, you talked about, you know, Mm. if you've got those issues, those personal issues, which have got really nothing to do with the relationship, it's just you're going through something. I guess my question there is, and how do we show up for that relationship? And how do we, how were you able to kind of
0: make that work and hold on to that, even Mm. when it was
1: really tough for you?
0: Oh, look, I think it's actually probably, um, yes, I think I had my own demons early in our relationship with the depression and things with the boys, but you know, and, and, I, and I was struggling just to sort of live with myself, but, I mean, I just take my hat off to Matt because I think it was more how did he hold on to mm. the relationship, right- <laughs> especially when I was actually t- telling him mm. to leave. Like I was so horrified as to what I'd become and knew that he didn't marry this, uh, that I was telling him to leave. Like not only is he coming home to an absolute mess that, he at some points didn't know whether he'd come home to me even breathing. He was that concerned for me. um, That on top of it, I'm telling him to leave me. I mean, that would have been a very horrific period of time for him to deal with. And I know it was. um, And it's something that I, uh, that I have spoken publicly about. And it's, it's, I'm cool with it now because it was a period in our life, but I have the utmost respect for him that he was able to uh, support me through that because it could have been very easy for him to walk away, especially having twins. Um, and, you know, yes, he's the father and and, and that's what you do. You stick through the good times and the bad times, but holy shit, they were some really seriously bad times, and on top of that, we were suffering financially um, and you know it was really probably the first eight years of our relationship was either me having that sort of depression I mean the first sort of couple of years were fine, but then the, then there was the depression, then there was the adorn and the finances and the Never having any money and um constantly thinking, "Are we going to go bankrupt or you know i just yeah i don't I don't know how we survived honestly, because I can see that so many relationships don't last it just financial stress is enough to um but we were always again very much of the opinion that we communicated all the time Matthews always had such a huge amount of respect for me and what I've been trying to do. He's just had an unwavering belief in what I've tried to achieve along the way. Uh, And I just know that because of that, he's always supported any decision I've made. And even when there were times where he could have said, no, that's it. You just got to go and get a job. This is no way. He just never did. He just always had that belief in me. And that's not to say that you you, you can't pull the reins in. Like sometimes people do need to be told, look, come on, let's think about this. Uh, I'm not sure that this is working and that's fine. But, you know, yes, uh, I think for a relationship that was so young, we have experienced quite a lot. Um, And even Matthew himself has experienced uh, some mental health issues as well in, in the later, and, 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 I'm surprised he probably didn't suffer them earlier with everything he's had to deal with but he had to be the the tower of strength for so long um that then you know it all sort of came crashing down for him and and he's well now as as am I we're both well but again I think it's that um just that unwavering love compassion respect for each other and knowing that one day it will get better this is just today and Let's not think about tomorrow or next week. Let's just get through today. And even if, and I used to say this to Matthew um, and I still, still say it and I still mean it, I just said to him, even if we have to lose everything, this is all material shit we can't take with us. I would be happy to, to, to live in a caravan park with you and our children. If that's what it means to keep you in my life, then that's what I will do. I don't, this is all stuff I enjoy. I'm passionate about it, but if push comes to shove, I am just as happy to go and live in a combi van with you, honestly, because I am doing this for my passion and for you so we can have a great life. But if it means not having you, it's really not that important. And I think it's it's perspective, isn't it? It's keeping that perspective on why you do the things you do. Is it Worth the stress that you're going through? Can you handle the stress? Because it's okay if you can't. There's strength in saying no more. There's strength in quitting sometimes. Okay, and and because you know to keep going can be foolish as well. So and only you know that. Only you know um, how much pressure you can handle. So I was just always very honest with Matthew that no matter what he was going to be with me, no matter what happened. That and I think that was good that we we were never under the illusion that. Um, we were together just because of what we were trying to achieve, or what we are trying to do, or we're just staying together because of kids, or we're staying together because we wanted to. We wanted to be with each other.
1: So empowering to hear. I think it's so rare. It just I don't know why it is, but it's yeah, so it's a rare. Bit sad, to isn't say. it really? Yeah. It really is, mm-hmm. and I, I think you know. Also, you know, for the women out there listening. I totally like who might be thinking what I am, which is just wow that this is actually. It's so great to hear that this is actually possible. Yes, you know, and then maybe you know for for those of us who are in marriages and, and we're feeling it's it's not at the at the point we want it to be yet. You know, there is still hope, and we can still work through it. I guess what advice would you give to the women you know who are listening who really are struggling mm. in their relationship right now, and they they the really, especially with lockdown and everything going on and maybe they're seeing another side to their partner that they're just like, oh, my goodness, can I really handle this? Mm. Like, what advice
0: would you give? Well, wow, I don't want anyone knocking on my door because I've caused a breakup, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> no breakups. I, t- I take no responsibility for your actions after what I'm about to say. Um, I-, I think you have to ask yourself, and, and this can be a career uh an object that you have. Um, It could be related to so many things. And you need to ask yourself, is this worth fighting for? And if you feel that whilst it's not ideal, but yes, this is worth fighting for, I want this to work. Not I I think I have to make it work or I should. If you genuinely want something to work, then maybe it's a sit down between the two of you as to why things have, have turned out the way they are you know what do you think you know has happened is it just you just got busy being busy because um, that quite often is the reason and and you've drifted apart is it possible to to, to drift back together um, you know speak to your partner have those uncomfortable conversations uh you know it could be that I oh, just I don't know I don't I don't want to have um, sex with my partner because I actually don't feel uncomfortable anymore. Maybe he was thinking you're not attracted to him when really you just feel disgusting. You know, so have those uncomfortable conversations so that you both know where you stand with each other. And I think from there, then you can move forward with the solutions. You know, is it more time together? Is it talking about other that you know, something other than your kids driving you nuts? Um, is it talking about about something other than the career? Can you both have collectively an aspiration or, or something, that a goal that you, you want to work towards again? Because the goal initially was for you to be together and to be happy and to pro- maybe have a family, but goals always change and they need to because once you've done those things, they're done. So you need to have new goals and that's okay. So can you create those new goals with that partner? If there's so much water under the bridge that you don't even know where to start, or there's maybe some anger, maybe there's some... Um, there's some feelings of, of I I don't know. Maybe you feel angry towards them because of the way you are, and you just can't get it off your chest. Maybe you need to to sit down with some sort of a mediator, or it's it's. There's no failure in that. That's that's just seeking some guidance, and maybe someone that can mediate that conver- conversation and get those words out or get those feelings out that you can't articulate, because communication is an art form, and a lot of people are not very good at it and often what you're thinking is not right and, and the other person's thinking something else. And if only that conversation was had and articulated properly, it could have possibly been salvaged. And you know, But you can only do so much yourself. You might want to salvage something but the other person's not prepared to put in um, and that's where you need to have that hard conversation. You know, How hard are you prepared to, prepared to work um, and bash your head up against a wall that's not going to come down? So true. So I kind of want to shift
1: gears and talk a bit about um friendships and work relationships with colleagues and whatnot. And I mean, for yourself with the girls here. Mm. So I want to talk specifically about conflict in these areas. So, you know, in a previous episode, we kind of talked about, you know, friendships that maybe have gone awry and whatnot. And 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 I guess my question to you is how how have you handled personal friendships and also work friendships? Kind of how have you handled the conflict that comes with that? Mm. And then oh, what can we do if we're currently experiencing that kind of tension?
0: Yeah. I've always been, and, and what we were touching on before with my relationship with Matthew is when I wake up and I'm feeling not quite myself or or I feel that I'm not, on top of my game, so to speak, I feel that articulating that and being honest and upfront is the best way forward and you get the best out of people when they know where they stand with you. Uh, And so I'm very clear in that um, and I'm very clear in my expectations of others. So because of that, I have the opinion that, okay, I've very clearly articulated my expectation of you as a team member or as uh, a partner or as a friend. But this ain't, this is not what I signed up for. Like, so to me, there shouldn't be any surprises and there shouldn't really be any hard conversations because I have articulated that up front. So it's not that I treat it, well, my husband thinks I treat everything like a business deal. Um <laughs> I, a bad thing. I, I try, <laughs> he often tells me, don't <laughs> message me back like this is a business deal. I actually want an answer pro- like a proper answer. Like, okay, sorry. So I can be a bit unemotional with things sometimes. But I feel that I get the best out of situations because I I'm very upfront with my expectations and then I and I think that and it's totally cool if you can't meet them, but I just need to know. Like, you know, when Matt and I first met, and I'll move on to colleagues and friends, but when Matt and <laughs> i love I first, talking about Matt. Yeah, we'll go back to Matt. When when we like we're official, I was like, okay, there's a couple of things you need to know about my expectation of what being in a relationship means. That uh, is that uh, you're not going to be at a bar <laughs> with another girl. Like uh, I don't, I get that it's okay for some people, but I probably won't be okay with it if you've got a, a bestie that's a girl. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying anything wrong with it. It doesn't work for me. Okay. I just as much as I wouldn't have a good, Best male friend, I, I just it just doesn't work for me. So don't all chew my head off if that's if that works for you guys, that's fine. But it doesn't work for me, um, you know. And I was like, I don't do this whole three day nonsense. Like if if you're, you know. Yes. And I also don't mow lawns and I don't wash cars. <laughs> So I, like, I also don't cook, so yeah. that's not, oh, whoops. Oh, no, I, I did that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I just clearly, so there was none of these, oh, but I've got to, you know, like I just set the expectation and it's the same when I hire staff. Like to me I hire staff, then they become family. That's how I look at it, until you've proven your staff. Right, So I, so I let them know, okay, this is the role and these are the things that need to be done for this role. But outside of that, There is a collective group of souls that work here and for that ambience and for that uh, energy to continue, we need a person of a similar mindset. And so my expectation is that I can train anyone, as can the girls, but I can't train your attitude. And so for me it's important that you have a good attitude and that is that, you know, if a bin needs emptying, you empty it. I don't care if you're the marketing manager or you're me. I sweep the floors, you can sweep. Like if if you I don't want attitude that I'm too good or too superior for this. We're all collectively here to create one common goal and no one is any more important than anyone else. I don't care if you're packing the products or you're promoting them. It's all equally the same. So there will be no attitude around titles and and I'm too good for this. I also expect respect. It's a very easygoing uh, workplace in that if the girls need time off, I don't think I've actually ever said that they can't, honestly. <laughs>
1: cool boss. I totally,
0: I'll, I'll let them comment on the podcast below to see if I'm wrong in that. But I'm pretty sure I've never said no, because I understand that, you know, it's a. it's good to have that. You get the most out of people if you can give them that work-life balance. But in return for that flexibility, Because I respect them and I respect their happiness and I I care about them and I want them to be happy, that needs to be reciprocated. And I feel that I have been personally let down if I'm loving someone so much that I'm allowing that, yet they're rocking in 15 minutes late every day. I don't want to have it's and it's not about the fifteen minutes and penny pinching. It's not about the dollar that it represents. It's about the the lack of respect you have for your own role and the lack of respect that you have collectively for everybody else here and for me. And so I'm really a time Nazi. I, I give a lot if I if I if I care about someone. I'm um, to me for me to give someone my time is the most precious thing that I can give. So if I don't get that in return boom, boom, it's just not, go- it's <laughs> just, it's a done deal. So, you know, and that's the same with friendships, you know, um, you know, I've had people in the past that I'm no longer friends with that are late to everything. I'm sorry. No, you don't even have any kids to be late for. <laughs> not happening. I'm sorry. No. So it's just, you know, I just think, who am I to, to ex- think that my time is any more important than yours? It's rude. So for me, time is precious and time is the the most amazing thing you can give anyone and if they're not giving it to you in return that's a, it's a, that's that's the black and white for me and that doesn't matter whether that's a friend a family a work person um you know and sometimes it's okay things just don't work because the you know you've got a great person but they just don't fit uh what it is you're trying to achieve or you know from a personal point of view there's lots of people that that don't maybe don't want to be with you. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just there's, it's just, it's just not happening. It's just, there's just something, the energy's not right or, you know, and and until you find that right energy and it becomes effortless, you know, you shouldn't commit your time to those people. And the same from a work point of view, you know, I've had some ma- amazing uh, careers uh, prior to Adorn, but the the work, the feeling uh, there was just awful. Like I would have rather. To be honest, I'd rather be a cleaning an office in an, an office that I love than the top executive where everyone's just you know sticking their pigeon chests out and cocking their tails at how awesome they are. I don't, so for me, it's 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 that um, it's that trust and that respect of each other's time. Um, and the same, yeah, with friendships. You know, I am a very very loyal person. I take people that I love and their happiness very seriously. Sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm not solely responsible for that. They do have to participate in their own happiness. I can't constantly be a sounding board or a um, a shoulder to lean on for everybody. Uh, But I'm fiercely loyal, but I I expect that back. Um, And so that's why I like to keep things small because I feel that that's that you get the best concentration of, you know, um, best concentration of energy. It's not diluted like a good cordial. Oh yes, no, I love, I love that. I love, love my adult life analogy. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that, and I just think I, I personally couldn't agree more. And I think as we, as you said, you as you. As we progress, we get more and more busy, you know, kids, husband, family, life, everything and work. And and it's almost just, you know, if it's not gelling and if these people aren't gelling, then then what's the point? I guess what advice would you give to, you know, the women listening who really just unfortunately don't feel that vibe at work or they don't feel that vibe in their current friendships. And they're wondering what's missing. They, mm. they're, they're doing everything right, you know. They think they're doing everything right. They're putting their best foot forward. They're trying to be that kind of rock for people, but it just doesn't seem to be gelling.
0: Mm. Well, I think I think then it means that possibly um, you just haven't found your people. Like I think it's as simple as that. Like I, I'm a big believer of of listening to your gut and to your and to your intuition. And there's two ways. That that may not be working, and and the first is that, and it doesn't mean anyone's in the wrong necessarily, or that the people are bad. It just means that maybe those people are not giving you that edge that you need, that um, you know that that vibrant energy or that calmness, whatever it is that toots your horn. they're, They're just not your people. They're good people, but they're just not your people that make you go, I just cannot wait to have a coffee with this person. Like if you are not feeling excited about seeing someone, that's your answer right there. Uh and I and I, I think as I've gotten older and have children and I'm less uh more time poor, I listen to that more than ever. And there's been things that I, I probably would have gone to years ago uh just f- for something to do where now i just go oh and if i get that mm, i just just no don't go i don't care who's going to be there or what person i might meet if i don't get that feeling of elation from it i just don't go and i i think if you're meeting up with people that don't give you some form of spark where, oh, I can't wait to see her or I just, you know, I just feel inspired by her or I just feel comfortable around her. If you don't feel or him or whatever, um, then just don't do it. It's, and the same thing is that maybe if you're feeling like you're having to work too hard, maybe these people are people that you aspire to and you think they're inspirational and they're amazing. But if it's all much too much hard work on your behalf, then they're not being, they're obviously not respectful of you, you know, and so maybe they're not showing you the respect that you need. And okay, maybe you can respect them from afar, but not necessarily have that, that kinship and that connection, um, you know, that warmth that you're wanting from someone. Um, you know, keep keep searching for your people and, you know, if you're feeling lonely, hang out with them still if you feel like you need to, um, but be actively looking for your people and or your person in my instance, um, <laughs> you know, because they are out there and, again, it's just putting yourself out into different situations that you're passionate about um, and not doing things that you think you should be doing, like the latest glamorous Melbourne or Sydney, I don't know, fashion thing that you think you should go to because the who's like, you, do you really want to go there? No. So what? Like, don't go there. You know, go do some cross stitching or something. I don't know. You <laughs> love real. this cross stitching. I know. Yeah. I keep saying it because you know why. Love I actually it. want to learn how to do long and cross stitching, ah. and uh, I, I've just I think it would be really cathartic, and I just because I love coloring in. We're going so off topic, but that's why I keep I bringing it. it up because I just. I just so want to do that. And Mm. I know there's, uh, I'll give them a little plug, I think it's called Cross Stitch Bitches in Melbourne that run these little uh, wine and little nibbles get-togethers and you learn how to cross stitch. So I'm yet to get to it, but um, I will be there, girls. Mm. I'll see you there at some point. Be ready. Yes. (laughs) I
1: love it. I think, you know, a couple more questions, but I think one of the main ones which is going off in my head is that idea of... how much do you think your relationship with yourself, building your relationship with yourself has lended to you building really strong
0: relationships with others? It definitely has helped. And I think that when you're honest and whole as a person, you're able to give to people and you're more transparent. So they're able to see whether you're someone they want to be friends with. Um, you know, I think if you're holding up walls and and making it difficult for people to, to get to know you because you're worried about getting hurt or worrying about what they think of you or worrying about them seeing what car you drive or whatever it is, um, you're not uh, actually giving them the best opportunity to see whether you're their person. Um, and so for me, I think it's definitely been a massive awakening and opening for me because I've built this this respect for myself over time. That I value my time and myself so much, even the not so great things about myself. That more importantly, because of that, I make sure that the relationships I have can nurture that. They understand those quirky sides of my my uh, personality. Um, you know, one of my friends who works here. Julie, I've nearly known her for thirty years, which is a bit revolting in itself. And she's like, you know, commented on something the other day, and she said, "Yeah, you are. You're completely bloody nuts." But I wouldn't have you any other way, you know. <laughs> and it's and and so, but she loves that, and I'm sure all my friends probably think I'm nuts. Um, I think I'm nuts half the time, but, but, but there's um something nice about that vulnerability for them, I think, because then they can give that to me, and and vice versa. And I think that if you're confident in yourself and accept that people don't have to understand you or what you're going through, but at least they can be there and listen. And I'm sure I make lots of decisions that my friends would never do or be comfortable with. I, I don't know any of my friends that would get in a bath and do a live with like honestly, like but but do they they don't judge me. Like there's no judgment. There's that transparency, that honesty, the respect for each other. Um and I think that you can only truly get that from someone when you're able to give it, and I don't think you can give it until you feel it yourself. They say
1: something like, you know, you have to, it's very corny, but, like, you've got to really love yourself first Mm. before you can love someone else. And and it's true. It's so
0: so very true, and I think because then you can respect the good and bad rather than nitpicking um, and and judging and, you know, trying to sort of find fault with other people to validate the faults within yourself. I mean, it's just... um, you know, I I like the fact that my friends can come to me and 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 say some things that I know would be quite hard for them to to voice some feelings that they're having and and probably wouldn't be able to voice it for fear of judgment with other people. But I know that they know I'm not going to judge them, and I and I'll always just say, look, I understand how you feel right now, and 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 that's okay that you feel like this. It's that's okay. Like so, it's just having that, and I think that's a nice um a nice place to be with. When you have those friendships, and you can have them, but it's just just waiting for waiting for them to to come and I think in the meantime learning to like yourself along the way
1: amazing. one final question on on the, your children you know what, what do you teach or what do you tell your kids about building good, solid, genuine relationships like what advice and I guess what guidance do you provide them
0: yeah they i think um have probably, f- they're in, the it, it, well, they're understanding the fact that it's not important how many friends you've got, but they're still, I think in that whole, oh, how many followers have I got on Instagram nonsense. Um, and I'm a bit tongue in cheek with that. I'm like, well, okay, your friends might have 500 followers, but half of them are probably people that shouldn't be looking at children's photos for a start. Um, and so I think that, you know, if you've got One friend, I think you're luckier than most (laughs) because at the end of the day, they've probably got five or ten or a hundred that they think are friends. But a real friend is someone who will back you up when you're not there. And that's what I tell my boys that, you know, a real friend is someone who will, even if you're getting bullied by someone else, even if you do the most embarrassing thing, even if you pooed your pants or wet yourself, they would still be friends with you no matter what anyone else said. And that, is the friendships that you need to collect, cultivate and nurture, not amass these groups of people that are really they're what I call fun time friends. I said, so, okay, you can have your fun time friends and that's fine, but they're not your forever friends and they will come and go. You might not keep any of your, even your forever friends at school, they might just be forever school friends. Um, So there's forever and fun time friends and I think if you understand the two, it makes it very easy for you not to be upset when things don't work out. So, you know, I just explain that to them and and I just say to them and you also, it's your responsibility to be a good friend too and that means, you know, standing up for your friends and, um like one of my boys got into a physical altercation defending one of his friends the other day. So He literally really understands. He's literally taking that on board, and of course, I've had to do. Yes, that's not the right thing to do. Uh, no, he won't do that again. But then ja- oh, Jackson, I get it. You, you support you defending. defending your mate. I mean, that's a that's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, But, you know, as Matt would say, he takes after his mother. I don't want to get into a physical (laughs) fight with anyone, but I am very loyal so I know where Jackson gets it from. But it is, is, it's is—it's that loyalty and it's the fun time versus the forever friends. And I I know that subconsciously it's there for them, um, but they're at that awkward age where there's that conscious, they're seeing all this stuff where they feel that they've got to validate themselves by, you know, the amount of, you know, friends they've got as well. So, but it's just it's just working on that, isn't it? And, and and it's show don't tell. Like if if they see me getting upset about how many bloody likes I've got <laughs> on a dawn or, or like I show them the things. Like oh look at this, I just got p- picked on for my eyebrows, and they're like what what oh like so I show them all of that, and I'm like so when you put yourself out there, you need to unfortunately expect that you're going to get criticisms that are not nice. So I just want to show you these things because I know you think that I'm this awesome mum. <laughs> Look at this this nonsense that I have to deal with um, and it's not about success, is it? because you think I'm successful, boys, don't you? You think you know you see all of this, so it's good because they're able to quantify okay, they see mum adorn briny mum and all of that what that gives them and what they get to see and do and all of the the things that they have from it, yet I'm still getting bullied in those ways. And I think that that's been great for them to see that because they've been able to understand that success or money or what you have doesn't mean that you are protected against people that are going to try and drag you down. So I, I, I'm i very open with them over, over things like that. So I hope that that builds resilient young men.
1: Oh, I'm sure it will. And it's just, thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's so important for us to think about that next generation and and how we're kind of showing up for them and, and what, how we can show them what those, what genuine relationships and friendships mean. Absolutely. Oh, Bryony, what an episode. Oh my goodness. So great. I've, you know, I've personally really learned a lot from, from Matt through to, you know, through to the girls at work and, and, and friendships also. And You know, I hope so many of the amazing women have also taken it all in. Yeah, me too.
0: Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Briny A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an Adorner and receive special offers on all things Adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time.